0: Bye.
1: Welcome to the St. Joseph Radio Presents live program broadcasting to you from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. The program that for over 30 years has brought you eloquent speakers from across the globe to help explain, clarify, and evangelize the Catholic faith. Our program covers a variety of topics relating to current issues and occurrences in our daily lives, Now, with the aid of technology, we are able to bring the gospel message to the four corners of the world where Christ himself did say, those who have ears ought to hear. It is our hope at St. Joseph Radio that through these programs, we can help evangelize the world and change one soul at a time. Now, here is your host to introduce today's guest and topic.
0: Well, thank you, Matt, and I am your host today. I'm Peter Karutz, and we are here live in studio with Father Anthony Wick. Father is a, um, I guess, what are you, a chaplain at the White House, or you direct the, the place? Retre- you run the whole place. A
2: retreat director.
0: Retreat yeah. director, there yes. you go, and you have something to do with the formation of our new priests as well.
2: Correct, yeah, I work at the seminary. with I've been teaching and doing spiritual direction, but I'm going to go into full time spiritual direction this fall and beyond with 30 directees wow
0: that's a lot yeah and so you you know father monsignor wick wit over there, and yes. Monsignor Ramecati, the Ramicotti, rock star. Yeah, and right. uh, Didn't you have a Benedictine there who was a, a spiritual director for he, a while?
2: Yes, there was a, a Benedictine who was helping out there for a number of years. He now pops in, gives a talk here and there, but he's not full-time on the staff anymore.
0: Well, Father, I can't tell you how delighted I, delighted I am that we're here together. And we're going to be talking about, we're exploring the spiritual depths of the tritium. Now, that's a big word. What 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 is tritium?
2: <laughs> the tritium means the three days. It's the Latin for the three days of the, this, this time from Holy Thursday through Holy Saturday. So it's the time of the ultimate ransom of humanity back into the heart of God.
0: Yeah, and a lot of suffering in between.
2: A lot of suffering in between, yeah. absolutely. Went to the very depths, to the yeah. depths of the dregs, huh? to drink but, that for our salvation.
0: Father, as we start this, and and we are in the midst of the Tridium. Today is Holy Saturday, of course. Yes. But uh, as we start out, uh, as my good friend the Benedictines always say, you have to start every good work with prayer. Would you mind starting us out with a prayer? Let's do that. Thank you, Father. In the
2: name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we ask that you would bless our efforts today to appreciate and to be filled with a sense of wonder at what you've done for us and you're sending your son heavenly father to the depths to give us hope to give us a way back to your heart heavenly father we thank you for your holy spirit that brings all this about we would ask lord that you would give us deeper insights into your amazing love and what you've done for us that we may respond in love and begin new lives in your honor, to your praise, to your glory. Amen. Amen. the Father, Amen of Son and the, Holy Father of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. You Welcome. know, last
0: night at the, and I won't make a mistake, uh, the Good, Fa- Good Friday service, it's okay. not a mass. Our liturgy right? service. The liturgy yeah. service, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it, it was, um, I'll tell you what really hit me or kept hitting me is the, you know we we use the word passion and, it, and it's such a powerful word but uh, I may use a, a different word just for the novelty of it but the suffering mm. and and mm. I I think of uh you know the few times I've seen my mother cry mm. boy it cuts you to the soul and and she was crying because she because of something was going on with her son right and and I and i and and not death you know not yeah. s- not um scourging not cru- but to hear your mother cry the the suffering of a mother i i think of our lady we mm-hmm. we talk about her being pierced with a sword you know the uh, when she w- at the presentation right but her suffering must be inexplicable just absolutely inexplicable
2: yes yes and this yeah the good friday liturgy it is a, it's a very poignant liturgy uh, full of different forms of drama. So the priests walk in, they throw themselves on the floor. There's no opening prayer in that sense. There's no in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They throw themselves on the floor in front of the, the cross. What a, what a powerful image of what we ought to be before the cross. And it is true that to uh, understand the passion, the best way to do so is to see it through the eyes of Mary to see it through the eyes of Mary and to experience it through the heart of the mother as she surrenders her own son and chooses to surrender her own son for our sake. What an amazing mother who gives up her only son uh, for our sake and chose to do so.
0: Yeah, and, and and the we read this, but what strikes me, struck me last night is... Uh, uh, Where's my bell for heresy here? <laughs> I have to <laughs> ring it, but I, I kind of felt in the middle of it. You know, I, I, I thought, well, you know, I, I was feeling Mary's suffering, and then there's that young man, John, right? Mm-hmm. He's there, and, and then, of course, Mary's sister and the other Mary. I mean, this was a very close, intimate group, and uh, s- sometimes just being with somebody who's suffering is a participation in it. I mean, we've all done it. You know, somebody who's dying, uh, somebody who's been in a bad car accident, someone literally
2: laying in the street
0: dying. But being with them in that suffering is a participation to some extent in that suffering.
2: Absolutely. And there's a ever since her the the incarnation and the annunciation, Mary was asked to give a complete yes to God's plans that she didn't really understand. She got about five sentences from the angel and said yes, I'll, I'll, whatever your whatever God wants, via mihi secundum verbum let it be done to me according to your word. And then God keeps stretching that yes. It's a complete yes mm-hmm. on her part, but he keeps stretching her more and more to this point of the cross, where standing at the foot of the cross, not bent. It, over on herself in her own suffering of, I'm losing my child. But standing in front of the cross, uh, accepting the will of God being done here, she's asked to substitute her own son for this new son, <laughs> mm-hmm. who represents all of us, of course. He's the, the disciple, the beloved disciple. And so she's, she's asked to become mother of all of us and surrender her own son on the cross. And she says yes once again, gives her complete yes. But absolutely, that, that participatory suffering it's so critical, and it's it's just such a beautiful Catholic insight that we have a place in the salvation history. We have a place in the redemption of human beings. It's a place within Jesus. Absolutely, it's not a place on its own beside Jesus, but uh, nonetheless, it's it, we are participatory in our own salvation. It's quite amazing. Uh, and I
0: think it's very clear. I think John Paul in in uh, late seventies, early eighties, he wrote Solv- *Solvific Dolores* mm-hmm. and. I remember one of the first scriptural quotes in there was uh, Colossians 124, where Paul says something that I think many people would cringe at when they hear it. Uh, Paul says, uh, I rejoice in the suffering of my body for the sake of the church, because it makes up what is lacking in Christ. What in the world is that? (laughs) I mean, isn't that what you're just saying, Father? You're saying that we're we yeah. literally
2: are participating, not because Jesus needs it, because he wants us to. That's right. That's right. Very good. That's excellent. Do you remember that? Uh, yes, that beautiful encyclical of the Holy Father, Salvis- Salvifici Dolores. It does speak of that participation. What is lacking in the sufferings of Christ but my participation? Yeah. And so I am part of the body of Christ. and as the Really? the head- and as the head goes through the birth canal, so this is Jesus's experience of the passion, the triduum, the life, and then his death, uh, moving toward his resurrection, also the descent into hell. We have to think about that. Life, death, and we are part of the body. So as the body, think of it in we, there. There are two birth canals in life now. The first birth canal is from our mother's womb into this life. There's a The head is the hardest part to get through, and the head collapses, hence the fontanelle of a little infant when the infant is born. And there's Jesus, because he dies for love, and there's nothing stronger than love, he opens up. Death becomes no longer an end point, as the Jewish people understood it, where you become, after that, a shadow of your former self. You enter the realm of Sheol, the realm of the shadows. Now it becomes a passageway, a birth canal. It's our last birth canal. But as as the body goes so as the head goes, the body must go also. So the body also has to come through that birth canal. And right now, that's what the church is going through. We're still going through the birth canal. So Jesus is suffering in his body today. So there's still a suffering that Jesus has experienced, but it's in his body also going through the birth canal. Now, we know that once the head goes through, the body goes through a lot faster, right? Yeah, right, so, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's an amazing thing. But absolutely, that we, we experience uh, the birth pains. We experience the birth canal also. And there's a stripping, there's a cleansing. The, the body also has to have that fluid pushed out of the lungs huh? to, to, right. breathe, this, to yep. breathe this new air. And so we, we now experience our little deaths every day, moving towards our, our final death, our transition into eternal life. With a new attitude, there's now a hopefulness in my accepting the little deaths of this day and eventually accepting the time when I'm on my deathbed uh, as that moving towards eternal life.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you were talking about things that are particularly Catholic, and I and I am yes. so glad, at least in my parish, that we have uh, now for a couple of years, we've we've re- reinstituted the covering of the statues, and mm. the covering of yes. the cross. I mean, it is a bleakness. And then last night, um, the the altars stripped bare, the no candles, the, the tabernacle is, is open. We didn't have mass, right? I, I, right. I think right. that we really don't have any sacraments on on this day, right. except in a, you know, the reserved right. Eucharist for extraordinary circumstances. But right. it is that time of bleakness, that time of mm-hmm. participation, that time of mm-hmm. suffering. You said little things. These mm-hmm. are all little things mm-hmm. that we do, but it's it's a little bit, a little bit more. I, I'll tell you when I came up to the cross. I know the Archbishop uh, recommended that the only people who should touch the cross are the celebrants. Man, I was really playing with that word recommend. I want to touch that cross. Mm-hmm. I want to kiss that cross. Yeah. Yes,
2: yes, beautiful. You have a beautiful Catholic tactile understanding. That's what of we are. Faith. We are tactile. We're visual and <laughs> so, we're tactile. Also, at the, the, I joined St. Francis of Assisi last night for the, ah. their Good Friday liturgy. And similarly, only the the main celebrant was able to kiss the cross, but it was like, ah, oh, I want to do that too. And mm-hmm. I'm sure the people in the pews also were desirous uh, to make that manifestation, to to inca- make incarnational mm-hmm. that, that love for Jesus there on the cross, to see him with new eyes and to recognize, my God, you've done all of this for me. This is so amazing. So it's appropriate that there's a certain bleakness in our churches. It's appropriate that things are stripped because... This is, God allowed himself to be radically stripped, radically stripped to the nth degree so that you and I could be saved. It, he could have done it so much more simply to bring about our salvation, but he chose to go to this nth degree of of surrendering his very last lifeblood. In the words of John, you know, even the very last bit of water out of his body was pulled out, the last of his blood in his heart was pulled out. It's like, holy crow, just, there was nothing left to give. Christ had nothing left to give. He gave it all. And so how appropriate that when we enter a church we sense that that bleakness that ugh it, it just kinda of takes your breath away. And that that's part of the beautiful Catholic imagination is that it, it, it helps us build that sense of wonder of what God's done for us. It's just amazing. And we should be overwhelmed and and just shocked at at what god chose to endure for us when he didn't have to yeah
0: and we have a, uh, in, in uh, just a few days of this bleakness but qu- quite candidly we had uh, like a year of it you know i, I was <laughs> reflecting with a friend uh you, you continued to say mass for us but uh, i i think i'm certain that that was the longest period of time i'd ever gone without going to mass and there was a and um, look, look, thank you for having it on TV and all that. But it isn't the same. I no, remember the first time not. I went yeah. to mass. Afterwards, uh, I wept. I mean, it was. It is not the same. It, 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 but thank you for saying mass for all of us. But it was a desert.
2: No, right? absolutely, it was a desert. Absolutely, and I think it's good for, you know, us to, to to speak about that and to to remind our pastors just how hard that was and our bishops about. What a cross that is to not have mass. Uh, this is this is for Catholics truly something essential. Uh, it to, is to find a way to receive these sacraments, to to bond ourselves ever more deeply into the body of Christ. So um, by proxy through the priest or whatnot is is should be an extreme limit case. You know we we learned a lot from this. We didn't know what we were in for with the yeah. coronavirus, but I hope we we really relook at this and and talk about the essential nature of sacraments from this point forward that we don't strip us of of our soul food Amen. Uh, you know, Amen. Uh, well,
0: this is St. Joseph Radio presents coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West. I'm your host today, Peter <laughs> Karutz, and I'm with Father Anthony Wick. And by the way, we all we will be on YouTube as well, or if you ever really want a copy of one of these programs, please give us a call 636-447-6000, 636-447-6000. And good news, Father's going to be with us regularly. Uh, the next time will be March. I'm sorry. May 8th, and we're going to be talking about Mother's Day and Our Lady. That's right. So please put that on your calendar. Tell a friend. We're going to be talking about our mom. (laughs) But today, we're exploring the spiritual depths of the, and I'm mispronouncing it, aren't I,
2: Father? Not tritium, but... Triduum. Triduum. It's T-R-I, that's the three, and then D-U-U-M. It's one of those different declension Latin Nouns, it's complicated, but anyway, D U U M. My grade in Latin wasn't <laughs> the, that good, obviously. Three days.
0: So, yeah. And I take notes too. So, Father, tell me, where 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 do we go now? We're we are, where, we had Good Friday. Today seems to me like an in-between day.
2: That's exactly right. Well said Peter. It's a day of hiatus. It's a day where Jesus is not done with his salvific work when he dies on the cross. There's still something left to be done. What is that? Well there's a it's almost like a free fall where, where christ descends to the realm of the dead huh? all those who are in that shadow place that place of separation from from god because we know the gates of heaven were closed still for all people even the good people who had lived before christ and so jesus descends to that place that is his his human soul united to the divinity descends uh, to this this place this this place of the of the shadows into shale and to give an opportunity for those who are there to also totally give of themselves, <laughs> and to join him as he rises from the dead on the third day. In other words, there's a connector point. He's he's kind of going into free fall here. His his work, salvific work, is not done. It's a day of 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 quiet. the The Saturday there are no Alleluias to be spoken on this day. Hmm? Uh, we are waiting for the vigil to happen, and the church took some time to kind of. Work that out because years ago there were masses done early or preparatory yeah, Easter right. masses. We, we just couldn't handle the tomb. We'd like, let's make that too. Yeah. Uh, and so we started come Saturday, even Saturday within the mornings, to begin to celebrate a, a pre vigil of, uh, of Easter, which is, which is incorrect. So, but now we're, we're holding on to that hiatus time. So it, it's this hiatus time, Jesus somehow, he preaches to the souls in prison, says St. Says Peter. Some theologians say he preached by his total self-gift. He had nothing left to give. And those who were willing to give up everything were, were able to join him on that return journey back to heaven, which was a work of the whole Trinity, by the way. Always we need to think about right, the, right. the work of Jesus, of his total self-gift was a work of the Trinity, how hard it must have been for the Father to surrender his Son when he could have stopped it all the way along, how hard that must have been to carry through with that, that eternal plan. And uh, and also the resurrection is also a work of the triune God, but this is a day. This is a day where we have to be okay. Uh, it, it's a hiatus. I, we get an image of that in confession. It's it's why is it the priest after he hears all the confession, all the sins of the penitent, that he gives a moment of pause? People don't like that pause. <laughs> I've experienced that many times. They want to talk over it. Like, what do you want me to do now, Father? But the pause is like there's a gravity to our sin there's a gravity to it and we have to let christ carry the gravity of that and to be amazed at yeah there's a lot of sin i have and i've only touched the tip of the iceberg probably you know saint saint uh, padre pio says we we don't know all of our sin he said don't yeah, ask even yeah. for a full revelation of your sin he said i did and god gave it to me and i almost despaired <laughs> wow so so we are there's a gravity to our sin that we we're pretty not conscious of huh and so where there's a hiatus time where the, the the penitent confesses his sins, the priest waits a little bit, and then begins to respond, huh? But like there's a there's a weight. I recognize when I when I confess my sins, I'm really allowing as soon as I can say I did this and this and this and I didn't do this and this and this that I should have, it separates I allow that sin to be separated from me so that Jesus can carry it on the cross and take it down into the the depths of Hades if you will and drop it off in this ledge of Hades. But it's it's his carrying my sin um, when we say lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, that, that Latin word tollis, it, it literally means carries. He carries away my sin. He's carrying away my sin all the time. And so I need to take ownership for where's my sin in the lacerated body of Christ. And so I'm kind of amazed at how heavy my sin is. So that, that's the hiatus point. That's a good image for Holy Saturday. There's a hiatus there before the absolution which is the Easter Sunday experience. Um, There's a hiatus there between the confession of sin, Good Friday, I recognize my sins on the lacerated body of Christ. And then this hiatus of him uh, going down into the depths. We don't know what happened there. Uh, Jesus does not talk about it after he rises from the dead. But uh, there's a, we speak about it in the the Psalms as this kind of mortal combat that happens. uh, But it's all part of Jesus deceiving the deceiver, huh? being drawn yeah. down into the depths so as to, to break open death from within because yeah. he died for love.
0: Can we talk about that? You mentioned sure. it earlier, you, and we're talking about it, the whole thing here. You, you, you know, and in the creed we say, and he descended into hell. Right. But I think you equated that word hell with Sheol. Mm-hmm. And if it, it is a translation of that perhaps the bosom of Abraham uh, or... I think of that parable. and Maybe that's a bad translation, but it it's not a place of suffering.
2: Right. Um, so it's a place of suffering insofar as Sheol is a place of separation from God. Which is suffering. Right? So that's suffering in itself. So because heaven was closed, because everyone has sin stuck all over them <laughs> and through them, and sin enters the blood in the Jewish understanding, that's why without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. There had to be the shedding of these different lambs. Uh, and how interesting is Christ is walking out for His own crucifixion. There are lambs being brought into the temple for the sacrifice. Yeah, at the same three p.m. hour. It's just amazing the correspondence is there. But um, so, so yes, uh, Jesus, Jesus takes all that upon Himself, um, and th- this place of, of Sheol, this this realm uh, for all those souls who've passed before, is a place. There is a separation from God, and so he goes to that place carrying all the weight of, of, of the world's sin on himself and experiences that, that inner perversion of mankind that wants to turn away from God, takes that on himself and turns it back into love. He takes upon himself the depths of our darkness, the depths of our no, and, and gives this, this opportunity for those who are willing to also give up their sin to join him in heaven. You could say after he leaves, though, after he leaves Sheol and is risen from the dead, hell becomes another type of—it's more than Sheol. It becomes capital H Hell, if you will, which is a place of rebellion and and hatred for— I'm made by God for God. I'm made in Christ. Everything is created in Christ. Uh, The reason for creatures, St. Thomas Aquinas says— for the multiplicity of creatures is the processions that the fact that the father is not the son it's not the holy spirit so everything is created in the son and so i'm made for this eternal life with god and i this opportunity if lost is this eternal rebellion so it's a perhaps we don't know exactly how that is but uh that perhaps becomes a whole nother experience when when christ uh, descends from the realm of the dead as we say in the kareed um, those who choose to remain apart from Him, and I will not let go of whatever grievan, whatever sin I have, huh? whatever mortal sin, then then we have a whole other notion of hell. That's not just a a shadow place, a place of separation from God, but it's a place of eternal rebellion, of hatred, of blasphemy, of of um, knowing I'm made for something more, and yet I've chosen to to cling to my puny self. You've
0: said that a number of times, Father, and. The colloquial language will say, "Well, God sent this person to hell, etc." It,
2: it is our choice, isn't it? Yes. The bo- greatest work on hell, says uh, Cardinal Schoenborn in Vienna, is C. S. Lewis's *The Great Divorce*, and and there it's clearly represented that that God provides so many opportunities for souls to come to heaven. The saints are ex- are <laughs> exhorting the souls, please let go of that grievance you have. You know, come to uh, let go of this, let go of that little imp you have on your shoulder that's always been that evil imp that's been your counselor for so many years let go and and receive salvation but some souls say no i'd rather burn in hell than to let go of this or that and so it's so sad but uh yeah it's a hell is a place that that god accepts our our final choice uh of you know he's constantly trying to use what, what the church fathers call persuasion to get us to, to yeah. utter a yes, and he sends his Holy Spirit so so that with it, that divine yes back to the Father from within us will hopefully persuade our human yes also. But we do have that possibility of yeah. saying no to the end.
0: Right, yeah. And you were talking about confession, and I'd never realized that that pause, I'm, um, maybe I'm still thinking, you know, but just coming from the other side of the screen, if you will, yeah. but that pause is something I'm, going to listen to, but as you were saying it, I was remembering the gospel of two weeks ago or a week ago, the classic of the prodigal son, and and what I was, and, and we all look at ourselves as either the good son, the bad son, or both sometimes, but what really struck me this last time, in, and I'm still talking about confession, is what the father did when he saw the son a long way off. Mm. He didn't wait for him to come, but he ran to him. And and maybe that's a little bit of confession. There's that pause, but realize that, boy, we finally walked in to confession, if you will. But our Lord has been running to meet us, yes. desperately running to meet us. And, and how more poignant today of any other day in this pause yes. in between the Passion and, and the Easter.
2: Yes, you know you can, you can judge the depths. You can gauge the depths of your spirituality by the frequency and depth of your confession, and it just it it shows how how much God is working in your life. So we should go to confession with the desire to please, to to accommodate the desires of God's heart. He so desires for us to come back. So it's responding to His desires. It's really? a beautiful image for what motivates me to go to confession
0: right there you go and at the end of confession we sometimes say a a act of contrition and what do we say after we say we we despise our sins because we fear the pains of hell and loss of heaven but most of all because we offend thee so here we are we're talking about exploring the spiritual depths of the triduum and I've said it right for the first time please call your friends tell them what we're talking about and join us here for the second half of our program not to be missed, this in-between time on Holy Saturday. Go, call a friend, join us in a few minutes. We'll be back in two minutes.
1: Looking for a way to teach your children about our Catholic faith? Colby Academy has the solution offering a curriculum that is loyal to the magisterium, classical, Ignatian, flexible and affordable. Colby can help with all your homeschooling needs. We offer a wide range of services including live online courses for those looking for assistance teaching their students, recorded self-paced courses for those who want teacher instruction while needing the flexibility to move at their own pace, and traditional homeschool courses for maximum flexibility and home education. Our support services include advising for parents, record keeping and transcript services, a grading service, standardized testing, and guidance and college counseling. For more information, check out their website at Colby.org. That's K O L B E.org. Or give them a call. Area code 707 255 6499. That's 707 255 6499. It's Colby Academy. St. Joseph Catholic Radio is proud to announce the launch of SJEN-TV, the St. Joseph Evangelization Network. SJEN TV is a premier online Catholic broadcasting network providing quality Catholic programming 24 hours a day seven days a week we have programming such as live studio interviews St. Joe's Java speaker presentations current Catholic issues and the pro-life series we're featuring the many talented speakers out of Orange County California and this Archdiocese of St. Louis Missouri including Professor John Gresham Father James Mason Karen no Kemper Rick Hollerick Bill Federer and many more to review the program live Go to SJEN.TV or on Roku SJEN TV. All this programming is free and we are welcoming sponsorship of new programs. Find out more at SJEN.TV.
0: Well, we're back. This is uh, St. Joseph Radio Presents coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm your host, Peter Karutz, and we are live in studio with Father Anthony Wick. And we're talking about, or the title of our program is Exploring the Depths, the Spiritual Depths of the Triduum, and I got to tell you, it's, it's, uh, it is quite a journey here even for me today. Um, I, I will pause our, our, our reflection on the Triduum for a moment. This is St. Joseph Radio Presents, and we have, we sponsor again this year, the St. Louis Catholic Man of the Year. Um, look, uh, if you know a good man who's really dedicated his life to spreading the faith and serving his people, nominate him you can get a nomination form uh, by calling us at 636-447-6000 or on the internet at saintsaintjosephradio.net and and look if you suggest to this good man that you're going to nominate him i know his answer his answer is no not me that's that's probably the clue that you're nominating the right okay. man but look this is not for that particular man per se, but it's really is an example to the rest of us. Mm. Look, this world is sorely in need of good men. Uh, the, the Women are the heart of the church. Look, we all rely on our mom, right? Mom is consistent, but we can make the difference. Men will make the difference. So please, nominate a good man. Call us at 636-447-6000 or on the web at S-A-I-N-T, that's St. Joseph Radio And uh, do it today, please. And don't take no for an answer. Uh, You you know, Father, we've been talking about the triduum and and, uh, last night and the passion. Uh, Why is it that we can hear these gospel readings and hear something new each time? You know, I love John's gospel because he names the man with the sword. Mm. You know, I I, I see not only because my name is Peter, but (laughs) Peter's confused too. You know, at Mm -hmm. the Last Supper, he says, I will die with you. Mm -hmm. And we all dismiss him, right? Because he denies Mm -hmm. Christ three times. But I I think he meant it. I mean, he stood there in the garden, one man, one sword against a mob. And he didn't just wheel, you know, show it, which could have got him killed, should have got him killed. Mm -hmm. But he cut Mm -hmm. off the ear of, and I can't remember. Malchus, yeah. Malchus, yeah. literally, he cut off the ear of this man. Yeah. This mm-hmm. guy, Peter's dead man at this point.
2: Yeah, he wasn't a very good aim. All he got was the ear. But, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but all it is is, you know, Father, you yeah. were talking about. It, it, there is confusion as we journey right. down this this path.
2: Right. So, Peter, right on the natural level, he's a natural leader. He is under intense training from Jesus yeah. of how to be the leader of the church. And first he has to get to rock bottom where he recognizes just how weak he is. He's pretty confident in his skills. He's pretty confident in his fidelity. I, even if all else deny you Jesus, I'm promise me, look me in the eye, Jesus. I will never deny you. And Jesus is like, you'll never deny me? Let me give you a prophecy right now. And so he does. Uh, at the Last Supper, at the beginning of the Triduum, also Peter... Peter expresses sometimes, I think, what everybody else is expressing. That's partly why he's so likable in the Gospels, is when Jesus strips down to nothing but a towel around his waist, I mean, who wants to see that, right? No, and no. Uh, and he goes around washing the, the dirty, uh, contorted, dry, chapped little fungus under one of the toenails, different size, length of feet, whatnot. Peter's like... You don't know, I don't like this, I'm not comfortable with it, I don't want you to wash my feet. And Jesus says, if, if if you don't let me, you'll have no part in me. And he's like, Oh, well, in that case, how about my hands and my head and everything? And Jesus is like, Well, you've been baptized already, Peter, you don't need a rebaptism, but this is confession. It's a confessional gesture is what Jesus is doing. We're we're always we're always getting dirty. Uh Saint uh, well, I consider him a saint, but Pope Benedict um, has a beautiful meditation on the Song of Songs where the 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 beloved in in bed is making a question whether she should come to the door there's a knock on the door it might be her lover and she finally decides to go but she's worried about going because she'll get her feet dirty again she'd just taken a bath and she goes and she opens the door and now her lover has just left now she's chasing him through the highways and the byways but but pope benedict says we will always be getting our feet dirty if we're in the world so we're always going to need that confessional experience so jesus gives the heart of what he's about to do when he gives his body and blood at the last supper he is showing us this is a foot washing i want to get to the the area of of greatest brokenness so peter is learning that i've got to let christ be at the root of who i am he has to be broken down to nothing so that he can built up be built up strong this will come clear in john 21 in the and when he gives the threefold attestation of his love, and Jesus says, I'm going to give you even agape love, and you'll even be able to model my death, even if on a cross and upside down, as tradition tells us. So, Peter's learning. He has to, and then by Pentecost, once the Holy Spirit comes, holy crow, do we have a new Peter. John Paul II had a dialogue with the Orthodox, and the Orthodox said, you're a successor of Peter, and Peter was a pretty failed guy, and he denied Jesus three times, and he put his foot in his mouth a lot, and and John Paul II responded and said, I am a successor of the converted Peter. (laughs) And after Pentecost, wow, do we have a different kind of Peter. Doesn't make the mistakes anymore, is the rock-solid go-to for all the apostles. Walking with with John, even his shadow heals people. Mm -hmm. Even his shadow. So he's living this new grace, he had to get to that point of brokenness where only Christ was the source of his strength, so what a great story and transformation huh he said
0: so. so much father and i and i I just don't want our listeners to miss miss that because the the three questions of christ i I think are just a perfect example of Peter was broken at that time, and he knew why Christ was asking him this question and and I think the back and forth tells us how Christ really met him where he was at. I think the first question was Jesus asked, do you agape me? Do you love me? Right? Good. And Peter responds, good. yes, I feel you, oh, wow, brotherly. Because he, he felt good. so inadequate, yeah. right? Because he knew he'd failed him. Christ asked the second time. Peter responds the same. But the third time, Jesus met him where he was at. Yeah. Do you feel you? Christ is always going to meet us where we're at, especially in our brokenness beautiful
2: beautiful i'm glad you know that yes that's the original greek that jesus is in front of all the others giving him a threefold opportunity to attest his love but he says do you have agape sacrificial love for me peter and he's peter no longer with the bravado of before like even if all else deny you uh without the bravado says you know lord i feel a a friendship love for euphelia because i failed love. yes so i i i can attest to that for sure and Jesus asks him again, how about agape? He says, I I can, I definitely have filia, friendship love for you, Lord, brotherly love. And uh and then Jesus lowers the bar to to the friendship love, as you say. And perhaps that's what hurt Peter. Peter was hurt because Jesus asked the third time, but it kind of hurt because he lowered the bar for him. Yeah. But then Jesus says, Okay, Peter, Philia. And Peter says, Yes, filia. And then he says, All right, but I have some good news for you, Peter. I'm gonna give you agape love. You're gonna be uh, taken, someone's gonna Uh, take you where you don't want to go, and you're going to die for me. And John says this. This is to indicate the sort of death he was to undergo. I'm going to give you agape love, Peter. I know you don't have it on your own. The sooner you admit that, the better, Peter, (laughs) because it's a gift. I want to give you sacrificial love. It's a gift of God, and that's the same for you and me. Trying to be a good Catholic, trying to be a good Christian by my own efforts will never work because I need god's divine love himself to to draw me into that that uh, surrender
0: and don't wait until you are worthy of christ's love. He loves you now, he loves you in your brokenness he he loves you in your sinfulness and he wants more for you he's not waiting for you to get
2: better he's here to help you get better throughout the throughout the scriptures Christ is always wanting to touch people in their weakest spot you know where are you leprous that's where I want to touch you it's like Jesus, why don't you just? Give a blessing from a distance, you know, so you don't contract that. It's like, no, no, no. He wants to touch. If you have a hearing problem, he'll give you a Willie? Willie? You know, our Lord, <laughs> our Lord is very tactile, and he touches us where we're weakest and, and wants to um, meet us there so as to build up. So, so that's exactly right. Insofar as I have sin with this, I have a struggle. Oh, I have an addiction here in this or that regard. Like, okay, open that up to the Lord. Let him meet you there. That's, that's where he wants to massage that nodule out of your heart. Uh, St. Teresa of Lisieux understood that well, that she, that this is the good shepherd. He loves to rescue his sheep. That's his greatest joy. So why would I not be happy to find broken areas in my life to allow myself to be rescued there, hmm? to, to bring Jesus into that area of the greatest wound? Like going to a physician, you show where the wound is. You don't say, oh, my hands are good. Everything's good, doc. I don't. And no, I show him wherever I'm hurting. Show that hurt um, and, and let him touch me there and, and, uh, and build up from there. We have
0: very little good, if any, that comes of our own doing. It comes from the grace of God. But what, what is truly ours? It's our sin. Yeah. So we can give it. That's a good point. Give it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Father, you, you are a, a retreat coordinator. What is it?
2: Retreat master, retreat, retreat director. Retreat master. So yeah. if
0: we were on retreat, and, and some, in some ways I think we all are these yeah. days, what would you ask us to reflect on on this day?
2: Yes, good question. Uh, on this day of Holy Saturday, I would ask you to reflect on the the gravity of all the world's sin, turning away from God. Um, that this this desire of human nature to to almost spit in the face of God. It's a terrible image, but we we, all of our sin, all of our ways of doing things our way, they all militate against God's loving plan. And yet love surrounds even all that horror and that barbarity that we experience. And so when we see injustices in our world, when we suffer injustices, when we suffer um, the the struggles of the coronavirus, uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic, that all of this god takes on himself so it's just amazing so it should be a time of amazement at the the weight of the world's sin that jesus is carrying and that he's expiating with complete love he's he died for love he's doing this battle with satan in the depths of hell we're, we're given an image in in tolkien's lord of the rings where the balrog the most evil of creatures the demonic creature pulls gandalf the gray down into the into the depths and there's a battle that goes on there and Gandalf comes back, Gandalf the white, but what a battle, huh? And then he did that battle for us. Remember, he lets these, his friends run across that bridge, and he saves them, and then he takes the hit himself. So how amazing that our God would take the hit for us, you know? It's almost like we were dead to rights, Satan had us lined up for the, the, the kill shot, and, and Jesus jumps in between out of love. Out of love. And, and, and he, uh, he takes the kill shot in the heart, and you and I are like, my God, what have you just done for me? And because he died for love, though there's nothing stronger than love. That's not going to yeah. be the last word. But he's just amazing uh, what he's done. So to to there, there's a certain sense of the gravity of this day of of what God is is carrying for us, and that sin has a certain gravity to it. I think we're quick to to make sin into oh mistakes. You know, these are mistakes I have, and I'm human. You know, so but sin actually has a certain gravity. Sin has a certain gravity, and we see the gravity when we look at the crucified savior on the cross it reminds us that wow you know my sins actually have an effect and if there's anyone who knew sin it was the blessed mother because she sees its effects on her son yeah so in that sense she knew sin more than you and i do or than any sinner in the face of the earth has ever known so i think that's that's kind of the appreciating the gravity and yet that gravity was carried by love. Uh, he took upon himself all of our backpacks, which were filled with rocks, call them sins. Huh? He, he took upon himself the weight of all those backpacks. I, I've been reflecting on, you know, if I had to even bear the weight of my own sin, let's just take my sin for the last month. If, if Father Anthony had to bear the weight of his own sin, I would be so crushed. In other words, the weight of it, I'm going to expiate my own sin. That, that would be absolutely crushing for me. That's just my own sin. Over the last month, I'm going to pay the exact opposite, you know. And to imagine taking upon someone else's sin or the sin of the world would just be—it's—it's it's just mind-boggling. And and that's that's where a good Catholic ought to be—is kind of mind-boggled, if that's a word. Yeah, <laughs> discombobulated. I, I you know? voted. I it's, voted a word. Yeah. It's it's a. Yeah, it's it's uh, discombobulating.
0: You, you you created an image I didn't particularly like, but uh, <laughs> it, it did bring back an old memory. You, you said spitting in the face of mm. Christ or mm. or hitting him, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and and he comes back with love. I, when I was nineteen, I was in a very bad car accident. I actually went through the windshield, and my buddy who was in, and I was the driver, my fault. Uh, my buddy who was in the back uh, actually had a his leg broken in three places. Mm. And the paramedic came through the back window this is while I was still in the car to, to help my buddy. Wow. He was in terrible pain, obviously. Mm-hmm. And what does this paramedic want to do? He ha- sees somebody who is in terrible pain, and he's there to help him. And my buddy says, "I, I don't move me. Don't, I can't get pain. It's too terrible." Mm-hmm. And he, my, my buddy actually decked this guy. He, wow. in a sitting position, he knocked him out. Hmm. And and the paramedic fell over onto the, hmm. the trunk of the car. And you know what he did? He came to, he got up, and he went back. Wow. God comes back. He's after us. Wow. With love. That's powerful. He's loving us.
2: That's a powerful story because the paramedic knew that He's acting out of the pain, you know, so he yeah. didn't hold that against him. Or God knows where we're at yeah. and
0: and he's, he's after us, right? And he knows our sin is, I think you created that image, weighing us down mm-hmm. and he's trying to mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. relieve our, not help, relieve our burden.
2: St. Paul says in Romans, the only way to overcome evil is with good. And certainly there's a plethora of evil around us. The only way is through good. And Christ models that in the Triduum his this total everything he does is out of goodness. The washing of our feet, the giving us his own body and blood, what's most intimate to him, and entering into the passion, taking upon him away our sins, taking upon those scourges, the spitting, the the crucifixion, the horrible crucifixion. Uh, that now the descent to the dead, the realm of the dead, um, and descent into hell, and so he he does all that uh, out of this this amazing love. What a what a God we have, and and what a call to live in this goodness all those last words on the cross those seven mm-hmm. last phrases yeah, right. they're all words of love even though people are being jerks towards him you know he's he's offering forgiveness he's consistent in his love and so ought you and i to be if we really want to win the victory over evil the only way to do that is through good uh, so we have to we have to double down on acts of goodness in in a time of epidemic in a time of uh, crisis uh, in a time of that's a wonderful image of that that paramedic, huh? Staying with it, staying with his task, and though he just got offended by someone, uh, he goes back at it because he knows it's for the best.
0: And, and I don't think he took it as an offense. I don't even think he took the pain or any. He, he he probably dismissed that, just as our Lord will, hmm. Allah, um, hmm. Saint Faustina, forget, hmm. right? Forget the pain, forget the sin. This is Saint. Uh, this is Saint Joseph Radio presents coming to you live from Saint Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West. I'm your host, Peter Karutz, and we're with Father Anthony Wick, who is a retreat master at the White House and spiritual director to our seminarians and future priests. Um, we are talking about exploring the spiritual depths of the Triduum. Um, we're, if I could look forward a little bit, sure. We are looking. Uh, at Easter Vigil in just mm-hmm. a few hours.
2: Just a few hours, um, that's right.
0: This Easter is is uh, new and perhaps renewing in so many ways. Uh, we know there's a bunch of restaurants that are closed, and they're making a big deal about their reopening.
1: Mm.
0: I, I'm hoping for a reopening of the church. So many people have been away for so long. Uh, th- this time may be a time for us to prepare for the, the renewal, the reopening of our our church in a big way
2: yes I would invite you to consider each each listener to consider inviting someone to join you for the Easter vigil tonight ah, or tomorrow's yeah. Easter mass whatever one you choose invite someone to join you they need not be Catholic even to come and experience this Easter joy this victory over sin over death over suffering of Christ everything is given a meaning now uh, because Christ has given it all up so Christ is, is, is a Trinitarian act of, of rising from the dead and, and to experience this joy of Easter. We all need that joy, especially in times of, sh- of struggle, as we are certainly in. And I do wish uh, well for all these different restaurants, for the economy, for those who are really suffering economically because of the shutdowns. And, and we do pray, we had a special intention last night at our service, that this coronavirus epidemic yes. would end yes. quickly. Yeah. Uh, so we pray for, for better heads to prevail and, and making and decision-making that the Lord would, would bless the efforts of, of those who are, are keeping in mind all the, the needs of our country uh, because what a scourge. Yeah, this has been, this has been very sad. But, very but
0: sad. To, look, to look to something you just said, Father, I, I hope folks could appreciate this because I certainly couldn't. You said invite somebody to come to Mass on Easter and they don't have to be Catholic. My wife and I were on vacation. And um, there was a, a there was a little chapel near the ocean, and this girl, young girl, uh, uh, turned out she's 23, she was taking pictures, and she couldn't get her pictures taken because people kept walking in oh. front of her, and yeah. I almost did, too. So my wife and I, we kind of stopped them, right, to, from walking. <laughs> and she took these pictures of this beautiful view of this beautiful chapel, and, and then she started walking away, and we started walking in. In fact, my wife did walk in, and I walked up to her. I, I, I turned around, I walked back, and I said, you know why did you come to mass i said this this might give your wow, your pictures you. some meaning
2: Excellent.
0: turned out she had never been to a Catholic mass wow. she was from a a, a formerly communist country wow. and I, and i before I say anything else I give the celebrant great uh, uh great accolades uh-huh. because this girl came in and we i tried to how do you explain the mass in thirty seconds talked about part one part two and and uh, she is wandering around this chapel at will, taking pictures, walking up toward the altar, walking back, just at will. And at one point, we're about to start the, uh, the liturgy of the Eucharist. And I, I kind of waved her over. And uh, she came, and I said, we're about to start part two. After Mass, she was literally in tears. She had never experienced this. This wasn't the first part where she was just looking at a service. This is a great gift we can give to somebody to come and experience this. Tell a Christian, I know where Jesus Christ is going to show up today. Will you come? I, I am still moved at her reaction. Father, that, that invitation you gave is a great gift we can give to people.
2: That's a. Beautiful way to say it, too, Peter. You've given us language for it, even. You know, oh. I know our Jesus Christ is going to show up today. <laughs> he will. Yeah, yeah. That's excellent. So. Yes, yes. Don't we, we ought not to underestimate the power of God to convict the soul. Huh? So we're just get them, we just help them to show up there, to, to be present at a Mass, to even in the uncomfortability, they don't know when they're supposed to stand or be seated or kneel or whatnot, but, and they don't really know what's going on. That's great. God can do a lot with that. <laughs> Trusting God to work on their heart, you don't have to be a great explainer. Well, Peter could explain the parts of the mass, but I couldn't. You know, <laughs> that's okay. There, there's different ways of approaching it, but just have them be still and and watch to notice to be attentive to what's going on. And there'll be time for questions afterwards if they if they so choose. But um, I, that's exactly right. Yeah, let the Lord do the work. Just just get. He's going to do
0: it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we are we are approaching the end of Lent quite literally. I guess we did appro we we have ended Lent. The, the tritium isn't lit- literally part of Lent. I guess
2: uh, that there's debate on that.
0: <laughs> well, and, and yeah, where's my heresy bell? Maybe there is. Maybe it is. But anyway, either way, we're about we're approaching Easter. But what can we carry from Lent or the tritium into the rest of the year? I mean, we we I know Great. I have friends who will. Um, uh, uh, fast on Wednesdays, sometimes fast on Fridays. You know, we, we think that the, the, the um, uh, rule to uh, not eat meat is only during Lent, but we're required to do something. How can we bring Lent, how can we bring the tritium into our life as we carry on throughout the year? Father?
2: So so one could say that the, the, the prayer almsgiving um, and fasting that we've been practicing during Lent, suggestions from our mother, the church, really help us develop a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. so it kind of cleans off our soul, if you will. We're, we're more receptive to those those gentle inspirations, those gentle zephyrs of inspiration of the Holy Spirit, as you were when you invited this this young woman into the mass. And so continuing with that, we want to stay clean. We want to keep our soul clean. So what we need to develop is a confessional attitude. In other words, when I discover some obtuse way in which I do things my way. I'm trying to impose myself on others that I confess that right away. The Lord loves to take upon himself my sins. Let him do that, that I can be free and experience his grace. So developing that confessional attitude is really critical uh, for
0: moving forward. Confessional attitude, and yeah. maybe do it often or do it regularly.
2: Yes, so not only the sacrament of confession, but I just come clean with the Lord. Oh, Lord, please take that. Give me a new heart in this area. There we are. He loves to do it.
0: Father, this hour has flown by. Uh, We're about to celebrate Easter, but before we do, and as we close this program, would you mind giving your blessing to our listeners?
2: Certainly. Heavenly Father, by the power of your grace, shower these beautiful listeners with an open heart that they may receive more and more of your grace intended for them that they may be able to live ever closer to you and live within your most sacred heart. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Father. And um, please celebrate this last bit of sacrifice before Easter and enjoy Easter.